Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hey Kieran. Yes. Don't think you knew this, but the illegitimate child mm-hmm. was actually the heir to the throne. Our illegitimate child. Not ours, but the illegitimate child. You know, oh. the one everyone knows about, everyone makes fun of. What a twist. What a twist. Yes. And I know you don't know this, but a lot of people will know where that twist comes from. Okay. Is it a Game but of Thrones thing? It is. Okay. <laughs> there you go. But Just it's very topical. It's very topical. But if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. Well, fair enough. But I mean, it's a spoiler everyone knows, so okay. get with the times, Not people. Not I you, because you don't watch the show. Okay. There I thought I was being topical. I thought I'd introduce some new stuff to the show. I thought it'd be nice that you for once didn't know topical the source on material. A yeah, well, Always you know. goes down a treat. Anyway, what is this show? <laughs> For any first-time listeners to the podcast, what we do in this show is we look at any upcoming movie, mm-hmm. the trailer, any promotional material that it may have, and then we try and come up with as accurate as possible plot prediction. And we get really for sm- said movie. And we get really smug if we can predict it. Yes, we do. Because mm-hmm. yep. we think we're smarter than writers. Yes, we do. So <laughs> I guess, really, it's a reflection of Hollywood itself. We've always said this in previous episodes, that if we can accurately predict the plot of a movie, including all the twists and turns, then Hollywood is becoming too predictable itself. And it was always something we used to do. We used to talk a lot, a big game about... In our free time. In our free time, we used to talk a big game about being able to guess every movie that came out. But now we're actually holding ourselves to some accountability, actually putting it out there before the movie comes out and seeing how accurate we are. Because I think sometimes we get a little bit like, what movie? come out and we'll say, oh, we knew that was happening pretty much just what I said, but now it's actually out yes. in the public eye. Now people can draw direct parallels yep. with what we've said and what happens in the movie or what doesn't happen in the movie. Mm. For example, this week, John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum is coming out. How exciting. And this is something we've covered in a previous episode. Mm. So if you're on your way to see John Wick Parabellum this weekend... You bought your movie ticket, yes. you're lining up with your popcorn. You'll be able to see the movie and then listen to our episodes, either I suppose, either before or after, mm-hmm. and then you'll be able to see exactly how close we got. By the time this episode comes out, it should be in theatres, so you'll be able to see how we did. Another mark on our track record, I suppose. Mm, Well, we shall see. We shall see indeed. Now, the trailer for John Wick Parabellum is eerily similar in some circumstances, if you ask me, to the trailer for the movie that we're going to be talking about this week. Oh, you think so? Yes. I think there's a few elements that look pretty much exactly the same. Are they uh, the explosions? Maybe. Are they the car chases? The gunfights, maybe. But this week, we're talking about the Fast and Furious, or is it just Fast and Furious Presents? It's Fast and Furious Presents. It's a movie in the Fast and Furious universe. Yes. Hobbs and Shaw, which Mm -hmm. I suppose is the first official spin-off of the Fast and Furious franchise. I always thought Tokyo Drift was a spin-off, but I guess it's not, right? No, that's officially the third movie. That's officially the third movie. Okay, so it's not within the Fast and Furious storyline, but it's it's a spin-off of the two characters in it, of seven and eight, seven, six and seven, one of them. Six, seven and eight. You can tell I've done my research. Yes. Now, from what I understand as well, they're planning another spin-off movie starring Vin Diesel as... What is it? Dominic Toretto? He plays Vin Diesel in those movies. Okay, fair enough. But what? how is that a spin-off? He's like the lead. Yeah, but he's going to be off doing his own thing. Basically, like how The Rock and Jason Statham are doing their own thing in this movie. He's going to be doing what, his own thing. What, did he chuck a tantrum because somebody else got their own movie? He needs to have his own as well? I'm guessing that that might be the case, to be honest. Because I heard there's a, like a bit of a dispute between those two actors, yeah. Dwayne Johnson and Vin Diesel. Rumour has it. I don't know if this is true or accurate at all. Yeah, this is pure speculation, but by the way. I hear that they refuse 
used to ever be on set together. Yeah, I've and heard so the same anytime thing. Anytime that you see them in the same shot, it's through cinema trickery. Yeah. Green screen or composites or whatever. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. But I don't know how true that is, as I said. He's before. getting his own movie? Well, I want mine. I don't understand why they have this rivalry, but. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Maybe we should get into our histories with the Fast and Furious franchise okay. so we can actually explore what we know about these movies so far. Sure. Matty D, did you want to go first? Yes, I can go first. So I was first experienced to the Fast and the Furious franchise. It was Fast and Furious 2 was my first movie. I went and saw it in cinemas. Really? Yep. How did you find it not seeing the first one? Eh, I was quite young at the time, so I just went along with the ride. I didn't feel like I needed to see the first one. At the time, I sat there in cinemas and I thought, wow, this is really cool. A lot of fast cars, a lot yeah. of like action. Wow. I was like, wow, look how cool everyone is. And I remember being a young boy and going <laughs> and going to a sleepover and we watched Fast and Furious and Triple X and Ooh, like Vin Diesel double pack. All these cool movies like Friday the 13th and um, very cool. Yeah, I know, right? And I thought I was a real badass watching Ooh, those my movies. My mommy and daddy wouldn't want me to be watching <laughs> but this. But it's true, they wouldn't. And Not I was Vin like, Diesel. I was like, oh, these are there's so much naughty stuff happening in those movies. And I was like, mm. oh, this is pretty cool. But to be honest with you, even though I enjoyed them on a very shallow level, I would never watch them again. I was like, nah, that's no, I'm not really interested. Third movie came out, I was like, not really interested. And I was just like, these are kind of these action movies that come out and they fulfill a need that people want to see, but this franchise will die down. And now it's eight movies down and well, now this movie's out. Nine, technically. Yeah, technically, technically it's nine. And I'm just gobsmacked that the franchise went from where it was, which was just about cars, to this... Street es- racing, basically. Es- yeah, street racing to this espionage. And the first one's quite grounded. Like, it's quite grounded in reality. And now it's like this recalling of the 80s action super spy movie franchise. And I'm just like, where did that happen? So I haven't seen the, the last few movies. I don't know these two characters. I kind of know a little bit about them but not a lot I've seen clips and stuff but I, I don't I haven't been following it part of my history though is I'm a big Dwayne Johnson yeah, I fan I, was, I just want to put that out there I, I was I was following Dwayne Johnson back when he was the people's champion in WWE so I was a big wrestling fan in the day in the 90s and the early 2000s and and Rock was my back guy in the attitude he was, era he was my favorite I, I knew all these catchphrases I had all these shirts uh you were a jabroni oh Big time, big time jabroni. <laughs> I love The Rock. And I was, I've been following his career. I'm a massive fan of him just as an actor and as a person. And I, and I was really excited just to see him in doing this. So I'm happy to talk about The Rock. He's, he's my boy. Well, there we go. Now, my history with the Fast and Furious franchise, I basically have no history with the Fast and Furious franchise. All I've seen of any of the movies is the last two minutes of the first movie, Mm -hmm. where I think Vin Diesel and Paul Walker are looking at each other meanfully before they drive off into the LA sunset. Mm -hmm. And that's all I've seen of the entire franchise. So, from what I understand, it quickly turns into, I was about to say devolves, but that's pretty disrespectful. But from what I understand, it turns into big blockbuster action Hollywood heist movies yes. where they're going around the world and stealing things from bad guys, presumably. Well, they get hired by the you government, know, the government at one agencies. stage and you know, the government hires them out and says, Kurt Russell. Hey, hey, we want you to work outside the law and do your own thing to save this international terrorist organization to beat them. It's like, you're hiring street races? I don't get it. Yeah, I suppose we would have had to have seen I guess so. You've got to be along for the ride. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I might enjoy them, but they've just never really captured my interest so far. 
So I've never really felt the desire to sit down and watch any of the movies. And I did mention last week that I might possibly watch a few of them to try and get an idea of what's going to happen in this movie. But you didn't. I decided, why not challenge myself just that extra step further, just by not watching any of them and going in completely cold, completely dry, and just winging it. Shoving it in? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Put the pedal to the metal. I think there's a little bit in that because I think this movie will need to work on its own two feet. Absolutely. I think think they've realised that eight movies is pretty daunting Mm -hmm. and they want to have a movie that basically anyone can enjoy and not understand every little detail about these two characters. I think there'll be little nods and winks to the old franchise, but I think if you're a new cinema goer, you'll be able to It's going to have have stuff uh, for fans, mm. but then it's going to have stuff for people who have never seen a Fast and Furious movie yeah, before. Yeah, You mentioned not it before. thinking movies, but... <laughs> well, we presume that, having um, not seen too many of them. True. You did mention before that it sort of harkens back to the 80s style of action movie, and yeah. I very much see that in these two trailers that we saw for the movie so far. Almost in a way that makes me excited to go and see it. Well, yeah, we watched the trailer together, and yeah. we were both kind of... Trailers. We watched the trailers, yeah. And both of us, I think, were like, this doesn't seem that bad. This actually no. kind of seems kind of cool. Which I was surprised that I had that reaction. Yeah, it sort of has that Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone style vibe. If they ever teamed up in a movie, I know they've teamed up in movies since. They they did. In that, what was that terrible prison escape movie they did? Well, what about... Oh, The Expendables. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's not quite the same. But I'm saying in the 80s, at the prime, in the height of their popularity, if they did a big blockbuster movie together, I suppose it'd be something along the lines of this. And I didn't mind The Expendables. I know Jason Statham is in The Expendables, and they were just the right amount of dumb fun. Yeah. And if they can do that sort of thing in this movie, I, I might be interested in seeing it. Seems that's where the direction they're going. Yeah. And the music in the trailer is just pumping enough to get your adrenaline going. Mm. So speaking of the trailers, what do we know about the movie so far? So we've got a few trailers for this movie. Did we have two? We had two, right? I thought there was three, but there is only there's only two. We know that there has two characters. Yes. That have so been we know in that the franchise already. Dwayne Johnson is playing Luke Hobbs mm-hmm. and he is a United States diplomatic security service agent. He's your typical good cop. Yes. Also known as DSS agent. Yeah, so he was your typical at least initially he was he was the good cop trying to catch the good guys, I think. And he was like the, the bad guys, good oh, guys. Oh were they? Uh, well he was kinda like They're grey, morally grey. Yeah, he was like he was the whole I'll always get my man kinda kinda guy. Yeah. Straight laced. Like Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive. In fact, I heard that they were wanting to cast Tommy Lee Jones for that part really? originally. Really? Yeah. Okay. Or at least... As a direct reference to The Fugitive. Yeah, or at least wow. a Tommy Lee Jones-style actor who's supposed to be a lot older. And then they settled on the great one. <laughs> Is that what you call him? That's what he calls himself. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Now, as you suggested there, Dwayne was sort of the foil, I suppose. He was chasing our heroes, our Fast and Furious heroes in Fast Five, but then he ended up working with them in Fast and Furious 6, Furious 7, and The Fate of the Furious. Which is the the eighth movie. Fate 8. Yeah, I know. I get it. That's pretty clever, Matty D. Oh, that's so clever. And now we've got Jason Statham. Jason fucking Statham. Statham. Playing Deckard Shaw. Mm -hmm. And now, apparently, he's a former United Kingdom Special Forces assassin. But he follows his own rules. Yeah, well, he's a mercenary. So, the trailer for this movie actually also points out that he's a rogue former MI6 agent. That's right. So, he's James Bond, basically. But he doesn't follow any rules. That's the important thing. Yeah, well. He's rogue. Have you seen any of the new James Bond movies? He's always going rogue. Well. He just can't sit down for two seconds. But Shaw goes more rogue. He's more rogue. He kills more people. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't play nice. So he's the brother of Owen Shaw, who was apparently the villain in Fast and Furious 6. 
And then he was sort of the villain in Fast and Furious 7. No, he was the villain in Fast and Furious 7, but he went to jail and he ends up breaking out of jail with The Rock in The Fate of the Furious. uh, And they team up to fight the villain together. And in the final scene, he becomes a good guy. Basically amends his differences with the crew, the Fast and Furious crew, and joins them for a friendly barbecue. So that's all good times. The characters. So the trailer, I suppose, paints a picture of those two are uh, an unlikely duo, Hobbs and Shaw. A lot of banter. Yes, and they're teaming up to fight Idris Elba. Yes, who is a super soldier, along with Shaw's sister, Hattie. Mm. Hattie Shaw. And she is from, where is she from? She's from a TV show, right? From what I understand, we're not directly talking about the actors. I suppose we can talk about the okay, actors. Let's, we'll yeah. just naturally go straight into yeah. it. But yes, Hattie Shaw is a well-known and respected theatre actor. She's done a lot of Shakespeare. She's done a fair bit of television, but I haven't written down any shows that she's worked on. But the two biggest things that I suppose I'd recognise her from, had I seen either of these two movies, was Mission Impossible Fallout as well as Jupiter Ascending. Mm -hmm. But since I haven't seen either of those, I couldn't tell you if she was any good in them. From what I understand, she's a great actor, but I haven't seen her in anything, so can't really judge. Now, of course, you said you're a big fan of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. Well known for his wrestling career. Yeah. And I suppose his most famous movie role was playing the Scorpion King in The Mummy (laughs) 2. Your eyebrow twitched when I said that. I couldn't believe it. it. Stop it. No, I, I went and bought a ticket to that movie just because The Rock was in it. Just just so everyone knows was he? how deep my fandom goes. I thought a when, CGI monstrosity was in the movie. When the People's Champion went to Hollywood, I was like, I'm buying a ticket to that movie. You and were watching sitting there with the other two Rudy Poos. This, this terrible... Sorry, it was all right, but I was like... <laughs> the, Rock, the Rock had an interesting look in that particular movie, if everyone knows yes. what I'm getting at there, but... Yes. Aren't you glad that they started casting him on his personality alone in later movies rather than just relying on the look? Certainly his muscles don't come into it. Mm. He's gone in a a bit of a role at the moment. He's just exploded. He's in every second movie. Yeah, but he's... None of the ones we're talking about, but yeah. I remember there was a time that when The Rock first started doing movies that everyone expected him to fail and now he's the biggest guy. Literally. Literally, (laughs) yeah. You know, I've never seen a Dwayne Johnson movie. Really? I've never ever seen a movie that he's in. He's actually quite good. I'm a little bit he definitely has a lot but of personality. He's, he's, he's definitely yeah. a larger than life character he's, in more ways than one. <laughs> How many times are we going to do that same joke? Yeah, he's good at what he what he does. Uh, I think people but yeah, just, just happen to have never seen. I've never seen. I was about to say the pacifier, but that was Vin Diesel. <laughs> no, I've never seen. Fairy. Yeah, I've never seen any of those movies. Uh, I guess on the same line as the Fast and Furious franchise, I guess he just plays in a different ballpark than I do. Yeah. Now, of course, we got to talk about Jason fucking Statham. Mm. Britain's tough guy. Yeah. I first saw him in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, Mm -hmm. as well as, what was he in, Snatch? Yeah, he was. His movie career just melds for me because a lot of his movies are kind of the same. Yeah, (laughs) and he was in the Italian job. He's always Jason Statham, basically. Look, I've got nothing against Jason Statham, but he's never really blown me away. Yeah. He's good at what he does. Yeah. I expect him to be very much uh, Jason Statham. Yes. And I guess that's what the people want. Now, playing the villain of the movie, we've got Idris Elba. Mm Mm-hmm. And he is playing Brixton Law. Now, I'm a big Idris Elba fan. Yes. Mainly from The Wire, where he played Stringer Bell. Okay. It's an excellent series, if you haven't seen it. You're a big Wire fan. And yeah, he is possibly the best character on that show, Okay, if you ask me. 
Cool. He's a great character. Didn't and of watch course, him in the we've wire, talked so. about him before. I think in our Avengers Endgame podcast. He appeared in my Lord of the Rings spinoff. Yeah, he did. Well, I can't really remember what he did. I think Didn't he betrayed much. everybody. Yeah. He's a good bad guy. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen him play a bad guy, but the first thing I mentioned was Stringer Bell in The Wire. He's another actor whose career's exploded. He's basically in every second film. I'm sure this isn't the last time that we'll be talking about him. Definitely not. And now the next person I want to talk about is Isaac Gonzalez, mm-hmm. who's playing Madam M. Yes. I just want to hear Jason Statham say Madam M <laughs> at some point in the movie. Now, the only thing I know her from is Baby Driver, where she played John Hamm's wife in that movie. And she's also coming up in Godzilla vs. King Kong. Oh, was she really? Godzilla vs. Kong, rather. Yeah. Nice. And the last actor I want to talk about is Helen Mirren. Yes. Who is playing Magdalene Shaw. Yeah, Jason's mother. mum. Yes, the mother of Hattie, Deckard and Owen Shaw. She's in jail by the look of the trailer as well. Yeah. From what I understand, she was in the last Fast and Furious movie. Was she? Yeah, she's a character from that movie. And I think from memory, she was arrested in that movie. From what I read, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't really speak to that. Any Fast and Furious fans are going to be jumping up and down. They're going to be Fast and Furious themselves. Good joke. Trying to correct me. Yes, thank you. But yeah, from what I understand, she's in jail. I don't think she's going to play a huge role in this movie. I think she's just going to be in it to sort of tie the universe together and just acknowledge the full family. I don't think Owen Shaw is going to appear in the movie. Now, Helen Mirren is one of those actresses that everyone knows her name. Everyone mm-hmm. always talks about how great she is. Yep. But I've only ever seen her in two movies. Caligula. <laughs> what is that? It's basically, well, it's a really full-on movie about a really terrible Roman emperor uh, that Hustler got its hand on and inserted a whole bunch of really explicit pornography in it to try and sell it as a porno movie. She does appear naked in it, but anyway, that's beside the point. Neither here nor there. Uh, And the other movie was The Cook, The Thief, His Wife and Her Lover, which she was actually really good in. Quite a big fan of that movie. But everything else that she's done, she's done a lot of great work. I haven't seen. Well, I, did I see Keanu Reeves might be in this movie? Yes, that's right. He is playing an uncredited role so far. Well, it will be credited, but they haven't specified who his character is. Mm. Maybe he'll be John Wick. They'll yeah. tie over the John Wick universe into the, the Fast and Furious. That would be great. I was just thinking that. That would be amazing. Yeah. Well, he should just pop up in a scene being chased by assassins. I think they're going like, to. He's going to be driving past them in the opposite direction as they're driving in a chase scene or something. Mm. So should we get straight into talking about our plots. I think we should be fast and furious. I feel like we haven't done one of these plots for ages. I suppose it's been three weeks since we've done our own versions of the plots. It has. It has been a while. And I think you should go first. I feel rusty. Do you want me to go first? (laughs) absolutely. Oh man, I feel like really nervous now. All right, so here we go. Hobbs and Shaw. Let me paint a picture for you. So, Kieran, as you're sitting in the cinemas with your fast and furious hat and your I love Shaw t-shirt... And you get a little flag that says Fast and Furious and your popcorn and your drink. And this with my bald head. <laughs> with your bald head because you're shaving it because you want to look like either Hobbs or Shaw. You can or take your any bit. character in the Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> and you're jacked as well. You've hit the gym. You've had your yeah. protein powder. And when the movie opens and the trailers are all done, this is what you will see. It's going to be a cold open and we're going to have a, a fun little heist, a fun little infiltration. We don't really know what's going on. But essentially what will happen is that it's going to open up with Brixton played by Idris Elba, entering a government's facility. So it's going to go from Hattie's character to Brixton. Hattie's going to be running around looking like she's really worried. 
Brixton's going to be really like imposing and intimidating. He's going to just walk through everybody. People are going to try to stop him. He's going to knock them out of the way. He's going to belt down doors, just walk straight through. They're going to try to run what we don't know, but what will be revealed to be a deadly virus that's going to destroy all the population. They're going to try to get it out. They're going to put it on a suitcase. They're going to run off. So Hattie works for the MI6. Mm -hmm. And we're to presume that they're just transporting this virus? (laughs) for their own purposes. Let me get into that. I certainly have thought about it thoroughly, Kieran. Don't you doubt me over there thinking I haven't thought of that intricate plot I'm still sitting in the cinemas. I'm still bald. (laughs) I'm ready. Yeah. But you, you don't know this yet, but she's kind of packing away this virus. They're running out. They get in a truck, much like we see in the trailer. Idris Elba's Brixton is chasing after them. He destroys the truck. He grabs that virus out and he walks out. Maybe he says something witty and funny, but the bad guy has won. Yeah. He walks out. Now, next, we go to our next shot and we're going to pretty much see Shaw and Hobbs in kind of like a day in the life of each of these characters. The fans will know these characters, but for anybody like yourself, Kieran, who's sitting in the cinemas and is all excited and may not know the characters, this is like introducing them into the flavor of it. So we're going to have Hobbs. He's going to get up early in the morning in his beautiful LA, you know, apartment, and he's going to go to the Iron Palace and clang and bang those big dumbbells like only The Rock can do. And he's going to like have a really healthy breakfast and he's going to start the day. And I think he has a daughter, so he might might prepare his daughter for school. But he... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And we're going to have cutaways to the other- Bring me my dumbbell. (laughs) I can't. That's right. (laughs) Get swell. We're going to see Shaw, who's living in the dreary suburb of uh, Britain, just to have a bit of a contrast. suburb of Britain? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The dreary country of Britain. Okay. Sorry, Britain. Well, I think it's just a nice little compromise to have like a really sunny area. So LA like is really, sunny. Yep. England's overcast. Exactly, exactly. And he's at a pub and he's drinking and he's getting into all sorts of shenanigans. And then we really got to see a little bit about what these characters are all about. So since Hobbs is a... Who does he work for? He's a policeman. He's a DSS, he's a DSS agent. agent. He gets called out. So he says goodbye to his daughter, maybe kisses her goodbye. He's got to, he, says, he says, daddy's got to go to work. He goes in and he goes into like... Goodbye, what, daughter. <laughs> he drives He's really cool car he goes into a i think he's got a motorbike does he okay then fine he has a motorbike and he drives into to do a drug bust he comes in he fights everybody off with ease it's a really cool scene where's this happening i don't know somewhere somewhere downtown some underground club because i saw it in the trailer so he goes downstairs it's like a big rave and he just beats everybody up the shore story will be him getting into a bar fight so he goes to a bar he's trying to be by himself and some guy starts trying to enjoy beer yeah some guy starts mouthing off or being a jerk and Shaw just takes out everybody beats up everybody and this is just our like little taste of what these characters are yeah but we need to get them into the plot so Hobbs gets contacted by his agency and says MI6 needs him there's something that's gone down and they need his expertise he doesn't really want to go he doesn't really want to go out in the field not since everything went wrong last time but he's the rock he's the people's champion god damn it he doesn't say no to a challenge no not really he has a sense of duty so he goes off what will happen with Shaw is he'll receive a message from his sister who he hasn't heard from for a very long time saying she needs his help and to meet her at a certain spot so that's how he gets into the fold he goes up to he comes into a certain area maybe it's like a, an abandoned building or whatever he realizes it was a setup it's actually these operatives because remember he's a rogue agent he doesn't mm. work for the MI6 yes. they come out and they say look you either come with us willingly or you, you can either do this the easy way or, or the, the hard, hard way. way exactly <laughs> and guess which one Mr. Shaw chooses the hard one of course because he's a hard man and we get an impressive fight scene but 
it'll take like 200 people, but eventually someone will mm. stab him in the back with a little electrode thing that they always have. Yeah. Because, you know, the big guy can't lose no. clean. So well, he he's gets not the big up. guy. He's a big guy. Okay. Why are they all, by the way, why are they all like making out that Jason Statham is not huge? He's like the tiny they, guy, they but keep he's making, still massive. They keep making jokes, and maybe that's the point, but like they keep making jokes about him being like regular. I'm like, uh, he's, he's not. Jason he's, he's, he's huge. But anyway, so Jason Statham comes out. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> and then they end up at the MI6 headquarters. Yeah. And when Jason Statham comes out, he's maybe locked in a certain room. He breaks out. He beats up the guy. He comes out and he runs face to face with Hobbs. What's going to happen? They, these guys love each other, right? Is it a warm embrace? No, it's a big fight scene. They go toe to toe. They wreck everything. Eventually, operatives come and there's a but massive- they made up in the last movie. Did they? <laughs> this is your prediction. I, I mean, anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it that they fight. Okay. Um, and there's a pull apart. All the officers come in and try to get them to stop. And we have the big MI6 guy comes out and he says, look, guys, we can't M, have you presumably. fighting. Yeah, M. Not Madam M. <laughs> and he says, look, guys, that we need you guys. We can't have you guys fighting. We called you down here for a reason. We're at a wit's end and we, we need both of you guys to deliver on uh, a really important issue that will affect the whole world. And this is where we get the breakdown of the plot. We get revealed that Brixton is a cyberly enhanced cyber terrorist. He's a terrorist of some kind, mm. but he's had all these modifications. modifications, so he's super strong. He has been trying to get a virus that will affect the, the world because he wants to distribute it and hold the world for ransom. He has this belief. They'll throw some stupid thing in there that yeah. he, he believes the next step of evolution or you know, something like that. Like, yeah. you know, everyone should be like him, so he wants to push the world to that. It's going to be like half thought out, but <laughs> but, like your plot by the sound of it. <laughs> and on a transport of getting this virus, they managed to capture it. So they need Hobson Shaw to track him down. Why Hobson Shaw? Because they can operate under the radar. MI6 is not accountable for it, but they also need to get it done. So right. They reluctantly agree. It's actually Shaw that comes up with the idea that he's got some friends. They operate below the law and they might be able to find a way to find Brixton. I hate that name, by the way. So, call him Law. Is his name Law? Yeah. All right. They, Brixton Law. They find out a way to... F- I just thought his don't last mix name him up Brixton. With, no. Just don't Law mix him up and with Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. So they work out a way to find Law. These guys have, have tabs on him and they work out a way that they can infiltrate this building that he's now working on. It's going to be in Britain because that's where they're located. They find out his secret area and they find out that he actually has a lab that he's trying to use the virus that he has and mass produce it. So... They hatch a plan to infiltrate this building, Hobbs and Shaw, banter, 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 all the way to the cash house. But they're going to infiltrate this area. It's not going to be as subtle as how it's supposed to be. There's going to be a lot of damage. Yes. Meanwhile- Like a bull in a china shop. Meanwhile, they're not the only people that are trying to get the virus. It's actually Hattie as well who's trying to infiltrate and get it as well. But Mm -hmm. she's actually doing a good job. She's actually coming through. She's sneaking. She's- Stealthy. Yeah, she's really stealthy. These two, (laughs) you know- (laughs) Bulls in the china shop. Big idiots are just, you know- big dicking each other and just being stupid. Yes. She manages to grab, as in Hattie, manages to work her way in. She grabs the virus. She's on her way out and Hobbs and Shaw, due to their own egos, alert everybody and there's a massive security trying to take them down. The three of them unite. She's like, what the hell are you guys doing here? I've got this under control. They're like, where did we get the virus? Anyway, hilarity. We all have fun. They fight their way out. Big explosions because, of course, jump off the side of the building, do all that jazz. They manage to escape. They've got the virus. Hooray! Yeah, hooray! So Hattie then divulges that she's actually gone rogue as well. 
She actually oh. has to stop, and this is it's why... It's just law. Any MI6 agent has to go rogue. Yes, yes. So what she's found out was that the MI6, not everyone in the MI6, because initially I was like, maybe they're bad guys, but they wouldn't make them all bad guys. But they have corrupt officials within their organization, and they're trying to get this virus. So right. the MI6 has been compromised. She's now operating alone. She wants to do, yeah. get this virus to away from all parties concerned. So they can't go back to the MI6. Hobbs disagrees because he thinks... That's what we're supposed to do. We can trust some of them, so we need to go and take it there. So there's a little bit of a fight there. MI6 meet up with them. They're just like, hey, congratulations. You did a good job. Hand over the virus. Sure, and how do you like? No way. Big fight scene. They get out, but now they're wanted men. Now they're framed by MI6. And they also see, and women, sorry. Also, and then they see a big projection. Law has taken over the airways. Yeah. Laura's on the TV and he's saying, he's doing a big V for Vendetta. I got your number, boys, pretty much. He said, you took something from me and I'm going to get you for it. Anyway, after Brixton's warning, they go to the, there will probably be a car chase here with Law's men and maybe the MI6. It's a whole big explosion show. They're running away. Banter, banter, banter. They eventually meet up with the same exiles that they sought before. They try to find a way to get out of Britain because they're screwed on all fronts. And they managed to find a way to get out by plane. And it's uh, Hobbs's idea to go to the one place that they are truly safe and armed. Ooh. The island of Samoa. Oh, okay. Mm. Or wherever the rock is from. Okay. He's from California. <laughs> the island of the USA. <laughs> <laughs> but originally he wasn't. Um, he was. He was born in he California. Was, wasn't he born in Hawaii? Nope. He was born in California. Yep, but didn't he right. live on the island though? He lived on the island of New Zealand. Did he really? Briefly, yep. Oh, there you go. He's saying it's New Zealand? I don't know. I didn't think so, but maybe it could be. Say it's Samoa. Let's say it's Samoa. I thought it would be Samoa. Neat and clean. All right. Maybe they're flying off into some other direction, but then, you know, they realize they couldn't go there. So then they change course to Samoa. They land there. They meet Hobbs's family. It's really funny because his mum's really overprotective. And, you know, Hobbs is a big guy. And it's a lot of fun. And Shaw is oddly respectful of his family, which is another funny thing. And we have a good time. We also get introduced to another professional wrestler, Roman Reigns, who's making his debut into film, I believe. Really? Playing his brother and expect this guy to have a lot of screen time and he will do his Superman punch, I predict, as well. Okay. Um, he'll get a lot of time in this movie. At this, this guy scene. wasn't even on my radar. Sorry <laughs> if I don't mention him in my plot. They are kind of waiting out for everyone to meet them there. They realize they don't have the guns, but they have old school Samoan weapons. Samoan weapons. And of course, big sticks. When the bad axes. guys when the bad guys come out, there's a huge face off. All the Samoans all are in traditional gear. They fight laws, men. I don't think MI6 will be in there. Maybe some bad MI6 operate, operatives start to work together with law. So in between this, Ooh. there'll be scenes with law being like talking so to his minions. So he had moles in the yeah, MI6 the whole time. Talking to his minions, being like, damn these guys and like looking up files of them and whatnot. So when law comes and the MI6 come, the, the Samoans, they hold their own. Many of the bad guys die, but eventually it's going to lead up to, it's going to be a two on one. Now I didn't see Hattie in the end of this trailer, which makes me think she could die. Okay. But I don't think that they would go that way in this kind of movie, so maybe not. Maybe it just seems like she's going to die. But anyway, it's going to be Hobbs and Shaw versus um, Law. He's just going to be a, a super freak, not the dance style, but as in just like not the Rick James completely song. overpowered. And they're going to try to fight him. It's going to be big, impressive. It'll probably be in the rain somewhere. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a cliffside. It's going to be dark. It's going to be epic. Eventually, it's going to be Hattie that will inject him with the virus serum. And it'll be almost like, and you'll appreciate this reference, Freezer 
in or Ooh. yeah, freezer and Dragon You're Ball. You're the one Z. bringing up the Dragon Ball um, Z reference. He's so overpowered. He's not used to something so small affecting him, and he's finally found vulnerability. And so he's freaking out. And because it's a movie that is a Fast and Furious movie, he's just going to explode. Okay. He's just going to explode. <laughs> yeah, he's going to explode. And here's where we end. All is well. The MI6, the good ones, they've recognized who the bad guys are. They all get arrested. Everyone's safe. The virus is destroyed. Everything that could potentially be bad has been destroyed. Congratulations, guys. A happy, clean ending. Hobbs looks at Shaw. Shaw looks at Hobbs. They come to a nice little exchange as they've gone on this lengthy mission together. But then, unbeknownst to Hobbs... He comes back and realizes his bike's gone. Mm. He's like, that son of a... And it's going to end with Shaw riding on <laughs> riding Hobbs's bike. As, of course... <laughs> with Hobbs chasing him on foot, <laughs> shaking his fist. Of course, the draw of this movie is this rivalry. So you've got to leave it at like a sort of, oh, you know, good, the bad, the ugly, mm. tongue-in-cheek smile ending where they're like, Hobbs, oh, I'll get you. Sure, I mean, <laughs> you no good son of a... I forgot to mention the scene with the mother. I mean, I, who Hobbs's mother? Yeah, he'll okay. visit. Oh, you know, sure, sure. Sorry, before this goes on this great adventure, he'll visit his mum, and his mum will tell him to go go, go find his sister at all costs, and that'll be his motivation. But that okay. is my prediction for the movie. I tried to keep it succinct. I had written a lot, but and I had made little drawings here. Oh, very nice. Two thank, bald guys. Thank you. But yeah, that's me, and I'm and I'm pretty confident that that'll well be more or less the plot. Well done. Very nice. Thanks. I thought we'd be pretty similar on this one, but yeah. it turns out that we're not really similar at all. Oh, really? I don't know what trailers you were watching, but you've got very different details to what I've got. Wow. So I should get into it straight away. Now, I think the movie, as per usual, will start with a cold open. Very similar to yours, Matty D. They're not going to do Hobbs and Shaw as char- children no. in the <laughs> flashback. Yeah. Like, you took my doll. Just fighting <laughs> each took other. my Barbie doll. No, <laughs> it's going to be a cold open with Hattie, similar to yours. She's in the middle of a covert operation for the MI6. They're transporting, I was going to say nanobots, but from what I understand, Brixton already has the nanobots in his system because you see him punching the truck and I don't think a regular person could do that. So I'm changing it to they're transporting, like in your plot, they're transporting the transporter. They're transporting the virus in a convoy of armoured trucks and the convoy is going to be attacked and captured by Brixton Law and Hattie is the only survivor of the encounter and she's captured by Law and his men. They're international terrorists if we haven't driven that home far enough yet. Now back at Law's base of operations, Law has Hattie basically tied down to like a dentist chair. He's going to inject her with the virus while telling her about his ultimate plan to eliminate half the world's population because... That's a popular thing at the moment. Population's just too high and the world would be just a better place so you if think there were less just gonna, resources being used. So you think they're going to rip off Thanos, Infinity War? Yes, absolutely. I think that's what they're going to do. So his plan is he's going to wipe out half the population with the super virus. And while he's telling her this, she manages to wriggle free from her restraints, whacks him in the head with a tray, and then makes off with the virus. Oh, so she has it. Yep, she has it. She's stolen it. She's taken it. So if she doesn't have the full virus serum, she's at least going to take a sample of it that they could possibly create an antivirus for. Right. Because that's something I struggled with. Because one trailer says that Law has the virus, and mm. the other trailer says that Hattie has the virus. I think it's very much going to be a bit of back and forth. Yeah. So Hattie returns to the MI6 and tells them of Law's plan for the super virus. And obviously, she wants to keep it safe. 
and they want to capture Law before he makes any other moves. So they're going to need to track him down before any of this happens. And of course, the two best trackers in the business are Luke Hobbs and Deckard Shaw. Of course. Based on their experiences in the previous movie. Now, Based on their applications. Yes. <laughs> as you said in your own one, Hattie knows Shaw because it's her brother. She knows he was an MI6 operative. I'm sure MI6 would know that he was an MI6 operative. He's good at what he does. And Hobbs, because of his work in the Fast and Furious movies, she'd be aware of him as well, I'm sure, on some international level. And so, so Hattie would pick them. Yes. So she's just going to be, there's going to be a scene where she says, there's two men that I think are perfect for this job. And then of course, we're going to cut to The Rock waking up in California, eating a spoonful of coffee in the morning saying, hi daughter, or whatever he's doing, similar to in your plot. And we're also going to see... Being the most electrifying man in sports yes, entertainment. we're going to see Luke Hobbs in the bar having an English breakfast or whatever he's doing. We're also going to see them over. in action, but this is where our plots differ and I don't think they ever get similar again throughout the entire run. Oh, wow. So, at work, Hobbs is trying to track down a member of a Chinese triad gang mm-hmm. in the Chinatown section of LA, I suppose. Hobbs is. Yeah. Right. And so, he's tracked down this gang to a tattoo parlor mm-hmm. where he goes in and he fights all the members of the gang. Does he get a new tattoo? No, he doesn't get a new tattoo, but he does take the tattoo gun. Once he's defeated all the men, he takes a tattoo gun and he gives the triad boss an embarrassing tattoo <laughs> <laughs> while the female tattoo... Tattoo assistant watches on and smiles at The Rock's charmingness. <laughs> this is a stone cold tattoo. Yeah. I'm going to do a penis on his back. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Yes. And then we're going to cut over to Shaw. And now Shaw is at a high class fashion event. What? What's Shaw doing at a fashion so event? So he rocks up in a sports car. He walks up the doors to the big fashion event entrance. He strolls in as cool as a cucumber. Will he get stopped by security? And, and like, Shut up. He'll be like, oh, I'm here for the show. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he'll force his way into the backstage area where he's going to beat up an effeminate European hairdresser for information. Uh, <laughs> Very he, specific there. Yes, there's going to be a fight scene where he's he's whacking security guards with champagne bottles. Maybe there's a big boss there and the... Yeah, this movie's not masculine enough. Yeah. It needs to be way more masculine. The hairdresser is the only one who has information on the big boss, or maybe he wants to dress up as and the hairdresser. No, he wouldn't do that. And he's left-leaning in his political beliefs as yeah. well. Yeah, that's true. So, they're going to have a scene where he ties a rope around the neck of the hairdresser and he throws him in and out of the window like a yo-yo. Like Batman Forever? Yeah, kind of like Batman Forever. Excellent callback. It's not going to be a particularly long action scene, but it's going to set up the style that Shaw typically takes when it comes to dealing with baddies, dealing with his day-to-day business, so on and so forth. So we've been introduced to our two lead characters. I think, similar to your plot, Hobbs's DSS bosses are going to tell him you need to go over to the MI6. They've requested your attendance. But Shaw is going to go visit his mum in jail. Okay. Helen Mirren is his mum. And she's going to tell him... Maybe Hattie told yeah, talk yeah. to her. So, that's what I'm getting to. Sorry. So, Hattie has no direct contact with Shaw because he's a rogue agent. He's off the grid. But he does have access to his mother because it's her mother. And so, either... <laughs> and she knows where he, she yeah, is. <laughs> yeah. So, well, they both visit her in jail, presumably. Right. So... Either the MI6 is going to be waiting for Shaw there at the jail or Shaw's mum is going to convince him, look, you need to go help out your sister. She's in trouble. Yeah. Sure fucking thing, mum. Uh, <laughs> That's an old joke, sweetie. It could be even both. Or both. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Why not? At the MI6 headquarters, which for some reason is in a huge skyscraper with big glass windows, very good for a secret government business, mm-hmm. they meet up with Hattie and find out that they have to work together, Hobbs and Shaw, that 
is. Oh, near. Yeah, <laughs> nearly went to the old swipe away. Yeah. And there's no way that they want to work no. with each other. So they don't like each other in your yeah. plot either? No, they don't like each other, of course. They've always had their run-ins in the past. But just as Hattie is in the middle of explaining what Law's deal is, she explains to them he's a super soldier charged up by nanobots in his system. Mm-hmm. Law and his group of terrorists smash in through the windows. They grab Hattie and then start abseiling down the side of the building, leading to an action scene Cool, where Hobbs and Shaw dive out the window. Well, Shaw takes the elevator down while Hobbs basically runs down the side of the skyscraper like it's skyscraper. But that's his sister. Yeah. Wouldn't he be more yeah. protective? Or he... well, he's, he's doing it the cool, calm, collected way. Of course. Now they get down to street level where they get into a gunfight with the terrorists. Some fists are thrown and they soon realise that Hobbs and Shaw are no match for law because of his super soldier serum, basically. But they do manage to rescue Hattie. I think Hattie will come to consciousness and then eventually help them out by beating up the henchmen who have got her hostage. Yeah, everyone they'll, can hold their own. And they'll jump into a sports car, quite possibly Shaw's own personal sports car. And they'll be chased by Law and his men who are chasing them in a big black military truck as well as black motorcycles. A very subtle cyber terrorist, I must say. Yes. So in this exchange, I think Law will have gotten the serum back. Okay. Somehow. Maybe he grabbed it while he was there. Maybe Hattie was standing in front of the window saying, this virus in the wrong hands will be the wrong thing. And that's when he smashes in and snatches it, snatches her. Hattie, do you have the virus? Yeah, it's right, right here, here in my head. Oh, Smash. No. <laughs> he must have taken it out. <laughs> Anyway, so they'll beat up the bad guys during the car chase. You know, there'll be bikes smashing into walls. And they call themselves the bad guys too, so it's really easy to tell. Yeah, so Hobbs and Shaw and Hattie, they'll escape the terrorist clutches. All the terrorists except for Law are killed in the fight, and Law will run off with the virus. Oh, no. Out of the country. one? Yeah, out of the country. Well, it's only Act 1. Hobbs and Shaw and Hattie will eventually track down Law's base of operations. Now, I don't think this is going to be in the UK. I think this is going to be in another country. Because it's a big factory, I'm going to say somewhere like Macedonia. Okay. Law's base of operations is this huge, it sort of looks like a nuclear factory, but it looks more like a concrete factory to me. So they've got all these big cooling towers, but it's very right. obviously not in use anymore. The What was seen in the trailer that they were driving That's into. That's right. So you'll see Law driving in with a big convoy of trucks, presumably bringing in more supplies of the virus or whatever they need inside very the Mad factory. Very Mad Max-esque. Yes. But Hobbs and Shaw and Hattie will fly there in a stealth jet. Of course, they'll fly down with the intention of sneaking into the factory incognito, or maybe more so Hattie is going to sneak in incognito while Hobbs and Shaw Bumble act, around. act as the distraction on purpose to keep the attention away from Hattie. So Hobbs <laughs> and Shaw are going to do their thing where they bumble around, beating up terrorists and scientists alike. We saw the scene in the trailer where they're both in opposite sides of a, of a like glass a- partition. Yes throwing people around and showing off. And of course, Hobbs has to fight this huge muscle-bound man while Shaw has to fight like 20 men. We all laugh and have a good time. Yep. Now, they're eventually going to be overpowered and captured by Law, who will torture them by wrapping electrified chains around their necks. But at the last second, they'll be rescued by Hattie and they'll escape the factory. Do you say electric chains? Yes. Oh, God. Like so, electrified chains. So, the chains are connected to a battery. And so, they turn on the battery if they want to give them a shock. But yeah, just as they're about to be shocked to death, a little bit like in Rambo 2, Hattie's going to rescue them. They're going to flee the factory with the trucks that contain the virus. Laura's is going to jump on his motorcycle and give chase. He's going to jump from the motorcycle onto the back of the truck. They're going to have another fist fight. But ultimately, 
Hobbs, Shaw, and Hattie will get away. By the skin of their teeth. Yes. Maybe. No, I was going to say maybe he gets the virus back, but no, they have the virus again at this point, giving Law a reason to continue pursuing them. Is he not just angry that, you know, they messed up his operation? (laughs) Wouldn't it be great at this point if Law was like, I'm going to need my underground network of assassins to help me out. So that's the connection to John John Wick. He rings up Ian McShane back in New York. And uh, no, I don't think John Wick will be involved on that level. Maybe they'll just get in the John Wick assassins in some loose way and we'll see John Wick in the background of a shot or something I like that. I think Keanu Reeves will That'd help be great. the good guys. No, no, I don't think he'll be in it that much, if at all. It will just be a little cameo and that's it. But they go to Madam M because they're being hunted by Law and his men on an international level. They go to Madam M, who is an old underworld contact of Shaw's for help. I suppose similar to the unnamed contacts of Shaw's that you had in your plot. Yeah, there was a female actress. I think she was Mistress M. That Madam M. Madam M. That in my mind was By the way, the actress is Isaac Gonzalez. Yes. Hopefully we mentioned her before. I think we did. Yeah. Anyway. In my plot that's leading. It's essentially the bits in the trailer that she's in, that she's talking to them and they're all underground. So that's where it fits in my plot. Well, in my plot, she is an underground. She lives in this big lavish mansion with all of her... Maybe she's an assassin anyway. (laughs) Regardless, it doesn't matter. Turns out she's working for law the whole time. She's going to betray Hobbs (gasps) and Shaw and Hattie. No. There's going to be another shootout punch-up action sequence inside the mansion where stuff gets blown up and of course Hobbshaw and Hattie are going to get away again and just to show how evil he is Law is going to murder Madam M with his bare hands oh no why just cause just why cause not? just cause he's like oh I'm evil look how bad I am oh I'm the black Superman <laughs> Steel yeah exactly there is a black Superman <laughs> yes. what's he talking about yeah. Steel presumably he's Steel he's Steel mm. I don't think he really wants to brag about being no Steel don't think that's a good name. So Hobbs, Shaw, and Hattie at this point travel to Hobbs' family home in Hawaii, okay. not Samoa, Hawaii, where Hobbs' brothers own and operate a car custom shop. Now, Hobbs's mother has gotten rid of the family's supply of guns, and so Hobbs decides that they need to go old school to defeat a new school bad guy. So they've got a whole bunch of traditional Hawaiian weapons. So why did you say Hawaii? Spears. I mean, I think he might be from Hawaii. Because they look Hawaiian to me, mm. more so than Samoan. I think you might be right. Either way, it's not confirmed. This is just what I said. Yeah. I did think Samoan at first, but then I was like, no, they actually look more Hawaiian to me. So yeah, traditional Hawaiian weapons, big spears, clubs, axes, so on and so forth. And now the brothers also rig several explosive cars for the final battle as well. And of course, because they have the virus, Law is still on their tail and they'll eventually show up for a big final fight in the middle of the night. Hobbs is out there at the front with all his brothers in traditional Hawaiian garb, shaking their spears at the terrorists. And all the bad guys are like, we don't want a part of this. And they all flee. No, they'll love it. (laughs) They'll be like, yeah, let's do it. And Law will tell them, oh, this is great fun. Everybody throw down your weapons. We're going to go old school with these guys. All the rigged cars are going to blow up, blowing up the appropriate amount of bad guy terrorists. And this is the moment, I suppose, we've got the obligatory family connection because this is literally Hobbs's family. So, yes, we've got our family reference. Because it's all about family in Fast and Furious. In the Fast and Furious film. Family, family, family. I mean, Hattie is the family as well. Yeah, literally. It's all about family, That's true. So, our heroes defeat all of Law's men in the big battle, but 
Law himself survives and attempts to flee in a military helicopter. So I guess he arrived in a fleet of military helicopters. He's got one left. He jumps in it and attempts to flee. He's flying the black military helicopter and our heroes, Hattie Shaw and Hobbs and some of the brothers, they'll jump inside their souped up hot rods. The and people's give hot rods. Yeah, the people's hot rods. And then using a network of chains, they'll pull down the chopper. The chopper will crash into the ocean. But of course, Law will survive. But his nanobot technology has been weakened on some level. Hobbs and Shaw will team up together for the final time to kick the living shit out of Law, and Hobbs will break his neck. That's just my prediction of how Hobbs it's will go. break his neck. Yeah. Why does Hobbs get the last kill, and why so vicious? Because it's personal. Because he blew up his family's business or whatever. Oh, okay. Maybe he killed his brother. He does that wrestler that you love. He doesn't do the most electrifying move in sports entertainment: the people's elbow, or because he's a police yeah, he officer. He uses the people's elbow to crush his windpipe. It'll, it'll be it'll be the corporate elbow because he works for the man. <laughs> yes. um, does he do that? Because he does the rock bottom in movies he's never done the people's elbow no, I, I think can that's totally a, that's a, see Idris Elba's neck getting broken and it's most likely going to be by the rock <gasps> people's elbow okay maybe it'd just be by hands but I really because I was thinking that he'd get them down for the count Hobbs and Shaw and then Hattie will pop in and shoot him from behind with a gun like in 90% of movies but they don't have any guns that's the whole point unless she picked one up from the terrorists but I don't see that happening so let's just say that Hobbs breaks his neck so in the final scene Hobbs and Shaw are both congratulated by the MI6 for a job well done it's not a super soldier neck crack yes <laughs> <laughs> but they won't ever consider teaming up again and the film ends with both of them attempting to prove to each other who is the bigger man most likely by jumping into sports cars and tearing off at high speed <laughs> I also wrote here that wouldn't it be nice if they realised that they were in love and they got married at the end but I can't see them doing that at all do you think there'll be any romance in this movie? Nah. I thought there was potential. Imagine if Hobbs and uh, Shaw's sister get on. You're the only woman on screen. Let's do it. Well, Madam M is there. Yeah, but she's a bad guy. Oh, yeah, true. Maybe there could be like a a little curveball, like there's a little flirtation happening and then, whoa. She's bad. Maybe maybe Shaw's in her. Well, there you go. And then Shaw's mum, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Hobbs and Shaw's mum. No, Shaw hooks up with Hobbs' mum. Oh, wow. Hobbs hooks up with Shaw's sister. It's all it's, it's all family. family. Yeah. <laughs> what oh a great movie this will be. Yes, yeah, so that is my I plot. I certainly will be excited for it. That is my plot. So, of course, if you have your own version of the plot that you'd like to share with us, please let us know. We've got a Facebook page. It's Potential Spoilers Podcast. Pretty easy to find using the search bar. Otherwise, we've got an email address, potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. I've actually started checking it again, so <laughs> please send us in yep. any plot theories you may have. Apologies if we didn't stay true to the continuity or the franchise. Yeah. Well, like I said at the start, I think they're doing a smart thing by not following the continuation of the Fast and Furious franchise as it is so far, not following the storyline anyway, and doing their own spin-off thing. So I think it could be fun. has yeah. a lot of potential to be fun. I can't wait to see who's closer at the end of the day. Yes. In a couple of months. I think in August when this movie oh, comes out. We shall see. Now, speaking of movies coming out, next week we're actually going to be talking about a movie that may not come out at all. Ooh. So we're going to be talking about the last film in the current X-Men franchise. What's that? You say, Manny D? I thought Dark Phoenix was the last movie in you the X-Men You can tell by franchise. the puzzled look on my face that there is another X-Men yes, movie. Yes, there is. It's an X-Men horror movie. What? That doesn't work. Mm, that's what Disney thought when they bought X-Men. So they keep delaying this movie. They keep reshooting this movie. It's New Mutants. So it was originally supposed to come out around the same time as Hobbs and Shaw, but it's being pushed back to 2020, but there's nothing else on the schedule, so we're going to be talking about it anyway. Okay. 
And I think it'll be a fun episode. Will anything that's in the trailer be in the final movie? Probably not. Does it have a trailer? Yeah, it has a trailer. It was supposed to be coming out 1st of August this year, I believe. So it should have been finished at this point. We're going to talk about it more next week, but they're basically going to reshoot the whole movie and make it more... Kitty friendly, I bet. Not really kitty friendly, but more audience friendly. Okay. From the looks of it, it looked pretty dodgy. But like I said, we're going to be talking about it next week. If you have any theories in advance about that movie, let us know. Thanks for the support as well. Absolutely. We've been getting a lot of nice things. Yes, absolutely. Keep that coming. And I guess that's it for another episode. Yes, we'll see you next week. Yes, thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Did The Rock call you a jabroni? You're damn right he did. He called 20 others a jabroni as well. Shut your mouth and look at The Rock. Read The Rock's lips. Jabroni. J-A-B-R-O-N-I-X-Y-Z. A-B-C. Oh, it doesn't matter how you spell jabroni. Power vested